0: proud bisexual astrology influencer bye 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 question mark <laughs> it is hot by summer bye bye bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye 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 hello and welcome to hot by summer the podcast that's your one stop shop for everything by with your host me Charmi. Everything from by news, by TV shows and films, by awakenings, and so much more. So let's get into it. Let's start off strong. First of all, I took a little bit of a breaky break because as a Black woman, I am constantly juggling 800,000 million different things on my shoulders, and I took a break. Even though I was really frustrated by it, I still did it, but I'm happy to be back. So let's just dive straight in, right? Let's talk about hot by news. There's such good stuff happening in the, in the pop culture world. The thing that's on everybody's mouth, lips, tongue is the Oscars, right? The Oscars were epic. I will admit, I didn't watch the full thing. So if you're like, why aren't you talking about this or that? Here are the highlights that I got that I was like, okay, this is what I got. Because I couldn't watch the whole thing. So first and foremost um i was there so it was a very historic night i was there if you want to like check out all the things that i did personally at the oscars go to my tiktok and my tiktok will explain some fun little cute little moments visually but if you want a little ear version of of that uh continue listening so first and foremost angela bassett was snubbed okay jamie lee curtis did a great job and everything everywhere all at once and that whole cast actually was incredibly solid and beautiful but angela bassett deserved that supporting actress oscar she really did wait a second wait a second hold on a second angela bassett isn't an earth sign hold on you guys we gotta we gotta hold on wait hold She's a leo this whole time i'm thinking Angela Bassett is a Capricorn. This woman is a Leo. Okay, this is all coming together. Angela Bassett, the Leo, was snubbed. Um, As I was there and walking around, there's – in the Dolby Theater, in the lobby, there's a bunch of pictures of people who have won, Julia Roberts. We've got all the, like, great, great people like Halle Berry. Like, there's a bunch of people. But one of the pictures that I saw on the wall was Hattie McDaniels. And I just like took a moment in front of her mural and kind of thanked her (laughs) with like internally in my heart because she really paved the way. She was the first African American to win an Oscar. And nobody talks about that. Um, Or at least we don't talk about it enough. I feel like people do talk about it, but not enough. And she really paved the way. And so while I was there, I was really like, Hattie the baddie, Hattie the baddie, who is a Gemini. And I love it. I love how air signs are like, fuck the rules, fuck the system, the rules are fake. Um, But yeah, Hattie McDaniels really paved the way. And if I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure that um, she was like invited to the ceremony, um, but couldn't like sit down or had to go through a back door. Like she was treated like trash in Hollywood, like most black women are. But at that time, it was fine. So that's why it was even more revolutionary that she will It's always going to be a black femme. It's always going to be a black femme. So shout out to Hattie McDaniels, who really paved the way. Another hot buy news, Victoria Monet uh, is dropping music. Okay, so let's break down Victoria Monet. First of all, I found Victoria Monet, I want to say in 2019. So all you hoes that are hopping on the Victoria Monet bandwagon now that made her tour, her new headlining tour sell out, screw you. Because I've been on this before Jaguar, okay? Victoria Monet needs to get her flowers because she truly is an icon, okay? So she is a Taurus. She is so beautiful. Like every time I look at her, here's the thing. And here's the conversation that we're not having. Quick detour. And I'm always surprised when people don't know this information. I, I always am like, everybody knows this pop culture news, like this little nugget of like gay news. But not everybody knows this. Victoria Monet, Taurus, dated Keilani, another Taurus. Most people know this, I think. But some people don't. They dated and uh Kehlani and victoria monet were in a relationship um they were in like a polyamorous relationship victoria monet um kind of like was doing her thing Keilani was doing their thing and then Keilani got pregnant and then their relationship ended there is a whole interview about this i love it when a celebrity knows how to interview when they say tea, but they don't say too much. W- when they have the energy and the boldness, not every celebrity is good at interviews. Some of them are so boring. Like, that's why I couldn't get into the Kardashians. Every time I would hear them speak, I would just be so bored. I'd be like, nothing about this is interesting. Like, you're not saying a, n- a single interesting thing. Like, sure, you can have money. Sure, you can have money to be beautiful. Sure, you can shift the beauty standard by taking from black women and people like you for that. I guess that makes you famous. I don't know, but I just was so bored by the Kardashians. So I always check interviews because I'm always like, certain celebrities, I'm like, I like their persona, but I'm not a huge fan of their art or vice versa. I love their art, but I don't like their persona. Anyways, Victoria Monet, I love her interviews. They're gems. They're nuggets. And nobody because I, I was on this before everybody else. Victoria Monet had some great interviews. She did an interview with, I want to say them, where she talked about her relationship with Kehlani and was like very open about the fact that like they dated and they both dropped albums during the pandemic. So my gay little by little black heart was leaping for joy. I was like, I think Jaguar came out first. No, no, no. Actually, it was good until it wasn't came out first. And then Jaguar came out. So my heart, my little gay heart was full in 2020. I mean, it wasn't because there was a whole pandemic. (laughs) But at least there was really great music that was coming out. I just feel like I need credit for discovering Victoria Mune. Then I watched an interview with her talking about how she writes music. And I was like, wow, she really is that girl. And I'm huge into lyrics. So if you come with some really beautiful language, I'm like, that's it. You're the one. You're it. And you'd listen to her songs and you'd be like, oh, they're just poppy and whatever. But you listen to her lyrics and you're like, she's brilliant. Like this girl been reading, writing and all the arithmetic. Like she is smart. In this interview, I will never forget this interview. Victoria Monet was sitting there and they were asking her question about being queer or maybe they were asking her something else. They were like, who's your crush growing up? And she answered in a way that I just, my mind was blown. At this point, I think, I wanna say this was like 2019. This was pre-pandemic. And I remember I was on the way to going to this horrible job. Y'all, I had some jobs in LA that I just did not fuck with at all. But I was on the way to this awful, god-awful job. I won't name them. I won't name names. I won't name names. But these people were horrific. Anyways, I was on my way to this awful job and I was watching a Victoria Monet interview. Before I sort of knew I was queer, I think I was in a relationship with this guy at the time. And she was talking about her crushes as a kid. And she was talking about Ashley Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And she's like, I just remember looking at Ashley and as a kid being like, I really like her and I wanna be like her, but also I wanna kiss her. And I was a full grown adult, like, wait, you were allowed as a black girl to like other girls? Like, wait, what, that's, is that allowed? Like, is that legal in this country? And I was, like, freaking out. I was so excited because I was, like, like it confused me. I was, like, is that legal? Like, I, I don't know why. My brain just did, like, cartwheels. I think, like, neurons got connected, whatever. Victoria Monet in that interview shifted my worldview. So not only is she an incredible lyricist, who is responsible for Thank You Next? Let's talk about that for a second and pretty much... I don't want to say Ariana, I don't want to take away from another woman's accomplishments, but I will say Black women are really the reason why Ariana Grande has the clout and the lyricism and the musicality that she does. Victoria Monet and Tyler Parks, I believe, are two songwriters who have really shifted everything. Um, I'm sure ariana writes her music as well. She's obviously a really great singer We could talk about the blackfishing. We could talk about her changing her race every two years But truly victoria monet is the reason the reason why I think you next was so effing good So anyways, I say all that to say that victoria monet is dropping music on the 24th Less than 10 days away And i'm so freaking excited. I can't express how much I love her and no, like, I was, like, saying this, like, online. Victoria Monet is bi. Like, she's in a relationship with a man, but she is bisexual. Like, duh. Hello. Obviously. Like, she exudes bisexual energy. I cannot express how much I love her. Moving on to other hot bi news. Keilani is on a little bit of a hiatus. Me and my friend were talking about Keilani There's a whole discussion about Keilani saying the N-word, which comes up, I swear to God, every three years. But Keilani's on a hiatus. And everybody's like, is Kehlani allowed to say the N-word? Is Kehlani allowed to say the N-word? And that debate to me is so boring. Like, move on. Can we talk about other people? Like, to me, it's just, it feels like the same thing over and over. Kehlani apologized. Let's have a discussion that's a little bit more nuanced. Let's actually talk about light-skinned singers having to do very little on stage and dark-skinned singers doing full-on backflips and coming out of the stage on motorcycles and doing backflips and b- backbends. And I mean, actually truly, and that's not even exaggeration. Like we could talk about Normani, we could talk about Brie Runway. We could talk about Flo Millie. We could talk about baby tape. We could talk about all of these dark skinned, incredible, incredible singers that don't get as much clout as they should. So anyways, just a reminder to support dark skinned women because dark skinned women deserve the spotlight. They deserve all good things Especially because, like, being that talented, we need to talk about that more. We need to talk about that more. That's more of an interesting discussion. Okay. So that's all for Hot Buy News. So much is happening in the ether. It's a very exciting time. I also low-key feel spring coming. Like, I feel the spring, like, slowly creeping in. Which brings us to our next segment, which is Hot Buy Astro Tea. So... What's going on in the astro world? First of all, we're currently in Pisces season. I don't know about you, but Pisces season took me for a fucking loop. <laughs> took me for a world motherfucking wind. Pisces season was a lot. There's a lot going on. But luckily, and just Five short days. We're going to be moving into Aries season. And Aries season is slowly but surely coming March 20th. So that's going to be very exciting. There's going to be a new moon in Aries on March 21st, which is also exciting. We can manifest all the good things with fiery-ass energy. i love that for us. And speaking of fiery-ass energy, Mars, fiery-ass energy, is moving into a water sign of cancer on March 25th. So build up all the stories in your head of how everybody hates you and then cry about it and never do anything. (laughs) That is some Mars Cancer energy. Mars doesn't like being in Cancer. She's like, I don't like this. I wanna take action. I don't wanna cry. Uh, But that's what's happening on March 25th. So a lot of really fun astrological things are going on. We're gonna move on to buy recommendations Here's a buy recommendation don't get into a situationship. That's my buy recommendation. You could watch any movie you want to, but never ever get into a situationship. Um, I'm joking. No, I'm not. I'm joking. Anytime I have a failed situationship, let's talk about it. Anytime I have a failed situationship, I have my little I have my little um, starter pack, right? It consists of a lot of things. First of all, you got to cry, especially if it happens during a uh, water sign season. You have got to let yourself cry, eat ice cream, do all the standards. But mine's has a little spiritual baddie mixed into it. Okay. Gotta add that spiritual baddie flavorings. So, what I like to do is I like to read the four agreements. If you haven't already read the four agreements, that book is truly everything. It's so short, it's so sweet. Somebody recommended it, it to me actually when I was working that horrible job when I first discovered Victoria Monet, somebody's like, I think you would really like this. And I saw the cover and I was like, I don't like what that looks like. I don't want to see it. And this person was like, no, I think you'd actually really like this book. And I was like, mm. and then years later, somebody was talking about it on their live and they were reading, they were reading from it. And I was like, Wait a minute, this is actually really good. So I started reading it. I had a really bad failed situationship a year ago. Y'all, my heart was in pieces. And I think it was because, I think it was truly because it was my first situationship. First situationships, bro, queer situationships are tough. Situationships were pretty tough when I was like dating men and thought I was straight. I was just kind of like, meh. And I would be sad about them and I would cry about them. Queer situationships are so much complex for me personally because I assumed that my problems, my emotional baggage wouldn't follow me with dating other genders. I was like... If I date women, it's going to be better. If I date non-binary people, it's going to be better. Like, all of my baggage won't follow me. Turns out, y'all, crazy story, you have to, like, heal. (laughs) No matter what relationship you're in, whether it's with a man, a cis man, a woman, a non-binary person, you have to, like, heal. Your baggage is gonna follow you no matter where you go. So if you're entering a situationship and you're thinking that you're gonna be in some gay paradise, well, I've got news for you. (laughs) I've got news for you. That's not how that works. Yeah, my first one was a year ago and it was really tough. It was really, really tough. But luckily, I have so much platonic romantic friends who have like showered me in love and not just like I'm a Virgo Venus. so I love a good present. I love a good present. I love a good send me something to my door. Let me open up a package right quick. I love that stuff. You need friends that are going to call you on your bullshit. You need friends that are going to call you on your bullshit. You need friends who are going to be a safe space to land, a a safe space to fall, safe space to unravel. You need friends who are going to say, let's turn up, let's party, let's go out, let's have fun. Like, and I have that flavoring, all those flavors in my friend circle. So getting through situationships is always It gets easier and easier every time. But let me tell you this, never, ever, ever be afraid to put yourself out there and to be vulnerable. I used to be scared of that. I used to be scared of that because I was like, well, what if this person rejects me? And I always thought vulnerability was about the other person, like receiving it. Like, I want you to know that I like you. I want you to know that I'm feeling this situation. I want you to know that I have big feelings. I want you to know this, right? But truly... Vulnerability is not about the other person. Vulnerability is about expressing things for yourself and setting yourself free. And every failed situationship, I have my little four agreements. I read all about love. uh, And I'm saying this as if I've read all about love multiple times. I've read the four agreements once, I mean twice. Uh, I've read all about love. I'm getting through it now. But it's a great thing to read. But every single time something like this happens, I I get prouder and prouder of how far I've come. And don't ever let the world or relationships or people harden you to love. I think that's the hard part about having an earth Venus is I feel like sometimes I'm being punished for things that I couldn't control punished for having such a chaotic childhood or chaotic upbringing or chaotic things. and like, damn, why do I have to be the brunt of y'all crazy bitches who were adults fucking shit up for me? Like, why am I the brunt of that? But ultimately, being soft is such a magical thing to afford yourself. Being vulnerable is such a beautiful thing to afford yourself. And I talk about this with my friends a lot. And if you're listening to this, you're my friend too. But I talk about this with my friends quite often, which is obviously I'm a femme. I'm a woman. Not obviously I'm a femme, but I am a femme. I am a woman. And I'm very feminine appearing. I am very like titties out, booty out, hair long, makeup lashes beat my face have you know the longest of nails have toes done you know I am a very feminine person and feminine presenting person but my personality is very masculine my voice is also very feminine so people are like oh you're you're very femme you're a femme and I am a femme but I my approach to the world is very masculine I have a Virgo Venus I have a very masculine hardened approach to the world and to love and to action and to the way I do things. I'm a fighter. I'm a hustler. I initiate things. If I like somebody, I'm going to tell them. If I think somebody's cute, I'm going to go up to them. I'm the initiator. Um, I don't want to say I'm daddy, but I'm kind of daddy. I'm like femme daddy for real. And people are like always like kind of surprised by that, especially because of the way that I appear. Like I look like so feminine. I love makeup and all. Like I just, I'm just a very feminine person, but my actions are very masculine. And most of my friends are the same way. Like we look like baddies. We're very beautiful people. We have these soft, sexy, sensual voices. But at the end of the day, we're very masculine um and obviously we know this masculine and feminine is not gendered because hello this is 2023 we're not living in the gendered masculine fe- feminine boxes um anyways when it comes to situationships i am such a initiator i'm just so proud of my queer journey and i've been able to express myself sometimes you know y'all sometimes. I'm not the best at expressing my feelings, but I'm really proud of myself for putting myself out there. So if you're listening to this and you are a leader in life bisexual who's dating for the first time or trying to figure your shit out or trying to like understand what the fuck is happening, first of all, no, nobody knows what the fuck is happening. Not even the OG bisexuals know what the fuck is happening. Nobody knows. Bisexuality inherently questions everything. That's so incredibly beautiful, but it's also really scary, you know? And when it comes to dating, it's been a really hard journey because it feels like dating as a later in life bisexual is like riding a bike, falling off, riding a bike, falling off, riding a bike, and you know you're gonna fall and hit that same spot over and over and over and over and over but every single time you get on you're not learning so that you can be in a relationship let's like unpack why we get into relationships first of all like why but also you're not putting yourself out there so that you're more palatable to other people you're putting yourself out there because that's what freedom is you know what i mean That's, for me, that's what freedom is. And every single failed relationship or situationship or thing that goes awry in a queer setting, I learn a lot. I learn so much. And I journal and I cry and I'm not perfect and I mess up. But I still do it and I still get back on that bike. This is making me really emotional because it's hard. It's so hard to date as a bisexual. Um... Particularly if you like other femmes because it's like, well, what the fuck are the rules? Who, who came up with the rules? Who has the rules? What are the fucking rules? And there are no rules, which is liberating for so many people. And I love that for the people that it's liberating for. But for me, it feels so difficult because it's like, do I initiate? Do you initiate? Who says this? Who says that? And it's really fucking scary. But the fact that we do it The fact that we put ourselves out there, the fact that we get back on that fucking dirty ass rusty bike every goddamn time is not something that is easy, but we do it and we're really strong for doing it. And strength looks like a lot of things to a lot of different people, right? Strength can be, I mean, it could be anything, right? It could be, it means so many things to so many different people. It could mean putting yourself out there on dating apps It could mean telling somebody you really like them and not getting a reciprocal response. It could mean deciding not to date for a while. It could mean deleting your dating apps. It could mean journaling about why you wanna be in a relationship. Mostly, I just wanna commend all of us for doing it because this is really hard. And our parents didn't teach us this. I was having a conversation with my mom the other night about (laughs) so many things. I told her, I was just like, People who come from divorced and trauma backgrounds, it takes us a little bit extra compassion for ourselves to understand and to be in relationships. There's a lot of obstacles. There's a lot of tripping. There's a lot of falling, but we still do it. And I think that's really fucking brave. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know if I'm bi, I don't even know if I'm lesbian. I don't even know if I'm this or that. I don't even know what my fucking gender is. <laughs> that is totally okay. Questioning things is okay. You will find your people. I also tend to like veer away from the idea that like there is the one. Okay. Why am I lying during Pisces season? <laughs> I do think there is the one, but I think there's many ones and I think there's many soulmates. And I think in this lifetime, our, our soulmates can be our. Platonic romantic friendships. Our soulmates can be our um, sister or our brother, or um, healing certain parts of ourselves, or little moments at night when you're thinking about how much strength it took for you to get out of bed. Like, I think when it comes to love, we have to like destigmatize and de-stereotype what that looks like for us. Anyways, I say all that to say, read all about love if you want to get fucked up in the brain about undoing love through capitalism. And uh, it's written by Libra. Bell Hooks is a Libra. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) I never know what I'm doing, but I'm still doing it. And I think that's strong. I think that's really strong, especially when nobody tells you how to do it or what it looks like. Sometimes it's okay to give yourself a little breaky, a little break to rest, a little break to rest. So that's my buy recommendations, my situationship starter pack, the four agreements, all about love, cry, make a playlist, cry some more, eat ice cream, get delivery ice cream. Let's stop putting so much pressure on ourselves. So, with that, that is hot by summer for the week. I can't wait to have more guests on the show. If there are people that you are like, holy sugar and spice, I want you to have this person on the show, let me know who they are because I'm really excited about more people being on and having the time to really have more people on. I'm really excited. This is a really fun thing. And, you know, I'm really proud of how far we have all come in this little journey we're on that's by recommendations for the week also currently i'm watching harlem if you're not watching harlem there's some really great black bisexual representation in that show first season was better than the second season i'm currently on the second season but the first season was so good uh but i'm but i'm hooked enough to watch the third season so if you're That's another bi recommendation. It's black bisexual uh, representation, which we don't see enough in the media and it's not talked enough about, but it is happening currently. So with that, thanks for watching Hot by Summer. And by watching, I mean listening and watching with your imagination because it's spicy season. Bye. Bye, Bye.